0: Hello, and welcome to Gaming with Soul, uh, where we talk about the scary things this month. Uh, seeking soul through the lens of gaming and pop culture. My name is Jamie. Hi, I'm Karen. Even so, took an extra brief moment to make sure I got the order right this time.
1: You did. Well done. Oh. Yay. Yay.
0: I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm evolving.
1: Yay. Always good to do. Uh-huh. So week four of the creepy stuff. And this yeah. week we I think we originally said we were looking going to look at ghosts, but yes, something juicier called.
0: Yeah. So we have changed our mind and have decided to go with demons. Yes, demons. Now I must
1: admit that this was something I have a little bit of hesitancy about, mainly because there is a lot in religious scripture but also because for myself, being an energy worker and an energy sensitive, we tend not to try to focus on negative or evil energy beings too much because it kind of can draw their attention. Um, yeah. However, the, the things that I, we are looking at and talking about today, I, I feel are, are safe things for us to discuss. Um, But again, if demons, religious theology, things like that are triggery for you, this may not be the best episode for you. But if you're just curious about a little bit of history, a little bit of mythology and how it all ties into our modern day lives. If you approach with curiosity, you might find find this a little bit interesting because I know I found some very juicy stuff while doing my research. So shall we start with the history? Yes. All right. Well, very, very clear, we need to make this very clear difference between what we know to be demons, as in D-E-M-O-N, a demon, and what is known to be a daemon, which is a D-A-E-M-O-N or a D-A-I-M-O-N. Now, the word daemon, which is the word demons are, ref- are derived from, is actually another ancient Greek or a Latin word, which is... Literally just means of the
0: divine, a
1: daemon. Yeah. yeah, a daemon was a being that was somewhere between man and god.
0: Yeah, which is kind of funny because, like, when I was looking it up, I found a page that was like demon. Or daemon, which is ancient Greek for demon. And I went, No, that's not you're you're not you're close, but not quite there. <laughs>
1: yeah. In the original writings of of Homer, the 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 Odysseys of Homer, um, the term daemon was often interchanged with the word theus. Now, theus in, in Latin was the word for God. So yeah. it, it was a divine creature or a being of of the divine that was seen as somewhere in between. And they also were the source of, of magical gifts on earth. Now, this is also, it comes into Christian mythology too, whereas the Watchers um, were a fallen class of angel when they started breeding with humans. They were the source of things like the seer's gifts, the ability for, for prophecy, um, to you know, technology and weapon craft and smithing and things like that. These were all seen to
0: be gifts of the gods. I do apologize if you hear a humming and a noise in the background. It's starting to become winter here in Minnesota. So that's just my heater kicking on. Trying <laughs> to make sure I don't freeze to death while doing <laughs> yeah.
1: It's Always a good thing mm-hmm. for you to not freeze to death.
0: Yeah, pretty um... <laughs> much. Because <Especially laughs> the heater's starting to come on right now. And I'm like, oh, I should probably say something.
1: But yeah, the, the diamonds ended up being anything that was more than human. But less than gods. So your lesser deities and your half gods, especially um, characters like um, Heracles, Hercules, yep. Perseus, these that were born part part, because it was typically they were the messengers of the gods, um, and and demons were neither good nor bad, like all, all of the the old world. They tended to just be. And yep. their their actions could either be good or bad, positive or negative. Usually, though, it was more to, uh, to do with personal growth as to what served the moment, the truth on a big scale, not truth on a personal scale. So this is where they tended to have this ambiguity tied into it. Um, great heroes that had died often could, you know, their spirits and their souls became daemons as well. Um, but also, too, a daemon became representative of a person's soul. Socrates in particular said that he would talk with his inner daemon. And it was a source, it was the source of a lot of his ideas and his his greatest wisdom came yeah. from this inner daemon. So we can see it as this this inner reflection of high self, of, of mm-hmm. soul, of our of our intuition. Where daemon or daemons turned into demons is actually where ancient Greek mythology and ancient Judaism belief systems started intersecting when the Greeks translated the, hum- the the Hebrew Bible, its first translation was called the Septuagint. Now, in the Septuagint, some Hebrew words, including words for gods and idols of foreign countries, was replaced with the term daemon. And mm. from this... It actually started the trend of um, Judaism and Christian belief system calling all gods or all pagan gods demons. Ah. Um, in, in fact, in, um, according to the the Gospel according to Paul, Paul actually said um, in his writings that the pagans offered sacrifices not to gods but to demons. And it literally, from then on, it spread through the Gospels that demons were evil beings and it was Jesus had to overcome them.
0: Yeah.
1: So whereas something that literally meant an ambivalence being that was more than man but less than God turned into this generic, it's evil. Yeah. It's all evil. Now, in some biblical writings, they actually will acknowledge that the demons, um, or that term daemon applies to the angels. But in scripture, it was never never used. They always were separate. The angels were a completely separate being. So, and everything else was considered lesser and demon. But the demon, demonic, all those elements are predominantly of Christian and Judaist belief systems. So where, wherever you go throughout the world, wherever you go to, to Indigenous cultures and, and Indigenous belief systems, they're technically not demons. You will usually always hear the term evil spirit. They're always referred to as evil spirits, not demons. Demons is, like I said, it's a Greco-Roman word that was bastardised and twisted to become what we now know as demon. And the use of demon to indigenous evil spirits is a modern day association because modern day that's what we we see evil spirits as being demons, whereas technically again different. Very, very different things. Now we can't talk demons without talking about Lucifer. Yeah. And, and this this is a big thing but here's and this is something I found to be really, really juicy. Lucifer's name, now Lucifer the morning star, um, he was supposedly one of God's first created. He was created on the second day. Um, he was called the morning star, the shining one considered the most beautiful, the most perfect, the most powerful of all of all the angels. Yeah um according to the book of enoch um lucifer got too big for his britches um challenged god built himself a throne that was higher than gods managed to convince a third of god's angels to rally against him and there was a big war in heaven which eventually he lost and he was cast down this is not in the bible by the way yeah this is in the book of enoch which technically is kind of fan fiction with the Bible, even it, it was old, it, it, it never made it into scripture, though.
0: I'll keep my opinion to myself.
1: <laughs> Why? Well,
0: what? Uh, the Bible is fan fiction, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I would go with that, too. I mean, again, it, these were a collection of gospels, a collection of stories, a collection of retellings mm-hmm. um, in the time. So it was assembled later. But yeah, the book of Enoch never actually made it into the Bible. Now, in the Bible, um, the term the beast, the term the devil, the term the Satan. Now, it's not Satan, it is the Satan. As in, um, was it the accuser, the adversary? That's right, the adversary is what the Satan meant, was the adversary. Um, okay. Devil um, just meant slanderer or accuser. So, devil's used, the Satan is used, Beelzebub is used the beast is used but the name lucifer is only mentioned once and it was a quote by isaiah and now if you listen or read the quote on its own it sounds like lucifer's fall from heaven and and i will quote how you have fallen from heaven O lucifer son of the morning how you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened nations. Now, that sounds very, very positive to the, the casting down of Lucifer. Here's the deal. When you read it in context, Isaiah was actually talking to an arrogant king of Babylon whose kingdom had just been overthrown. And so he was talking down to him. Now, the word Lucifer was also the interpretation for morning star. Yeah. And so it is believed that this may simply be a misinterpretation in the Bible that a descriptive word was used as a name because the morning star was Venus, was the planet Venus, because she was, she was the morning star because she was the last star to go down in the morning. And literally you could watch her drop below the horizon. And so it was like the morning star descending into the underworld. So whether or not Lucifer, the shining one, truly became the devil, that's actually open to interpretation. Now, again, the Book of Enoch talks about Lucifer's big battle, that he was cast down, that the angels with him were cast down, and as Lucifer's Lucifer's ultimate punishment, his beautiful visage was replaced with that of a hideous beast. Um, It was all part of his punishment for thinking he was better, bigger, brighter, more powerful than God. Um, And, yes, as his revenge against God, he made it his soul his sole job to corrupt humanity, God's mm-hmm. supposed favourite creation, he was going to turn it against him, to, to turn humans against God. That was his whole ideal was at, for his revenge. So that, that all sort of came about. Um, I mean, ultimately, he, in, the, in the big battle, he was thwarted by Michael. Um, even after he'd turned himself into a dragon, um, uh, still, Michael still beat him, got overthrown, thrown back down to down to me. and he was reborn as the Satan. Um, now, if we're talking Christian demonology, the next most logical one to speak of, even though she's not Christian, she's technically Judaism, is Lilith. Now, I'm not going to say much about Lilith because we're hopefully going to be doing something specially on her because she is just fantastic. Lilith, however, just very, very briefly, is often referred to as the mother of all demons. Yes. In some stories, after she was cast out of the Garden of Eden for refusing to submit, um, she wandered to the Red Sea, hooked up with a bunch of demons, gave birth to a 100 Lilium a day, which became basically the, the demon spawn or... The the most common that came from that was the incubus and the succubus. Um, Incubus and succubus, most of us are familiar with them as they're kind of the sex demons.
0: Yep.
1: Um, However, their appearance that we kind of are familiar with today, which is this very, they're known to be beautiful and, and attractive and seductive and intelligent and all the things we kind of darkly and secretly desire. In the original days, though, they were far more demonic in appearance. They were quite yep. small. Um, they had wings, um, demonic-like features, and really big genitals. <laughs> that, that was a thing about the, the incubus and the succubus. They had really, really big genitals. And the idea was is they would paralyse you in your sleep and, and have their wicked way with you. Again, it was one of those tales or warnings against sleeping alone to encourage people of the day to get married. Yeah. Um, a lot of these legends came back to, to yeah, here, here, do what we want you to do or you could be punished.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, now, here's an interesting thing. Women who got um, pregnant outside of wed- wedlock were often killed for consorting with incubi. Um, a woman who tried to seduce a man was accused of being a succubi and often burnt as a witch, especially in those burning days. So there was a lot going on against supposed succubi too. For any, any woman who owned her sexuality, any woman who tried to approach and, and initiate with a man She was a succubus. Yeah. Killer. Now, most of us are familiar with that whole sleep paralysis thing. Yes. Where if you can, you're in that waking state, but you're sort of half awake and half asleep and you can't move yet and blah, blah, blah. Now, we know this to be a natural physiological condition that can happen to us. Again, couple of thousand years ago they had no clue what this was so they just assumed there was some invisible monster or demon or spirit holding them in place and of course you're still in that kind of dreamlike state so your mind takes you off on these weird hideous kinds of tangents dreams creations now, it's interesting that they said that the male incubi or the, the incubi were in, had this intention to make women pregnant because it was often said that they couldn't reproduce themselves. Now, here's hmm. an interesting thing. There are some that would say that the incubi and the succubi worked together. It's the succubi would take the seed from a man. Then she would have sex with the incubi, give him the seed, And then the incubi would then go and impregnate a woman with that seed. Yeah. There is another legend, though, that says the incubi and succubi are actually the same being, that they are hermaphrodites. They will have sex with the man, take his seed and then transform into a male and then give that seed to another female. But in the same process, mutating that seed to make it part demonic
0: yeah when the truth is they're probably just sleeping with the first guy and then trying to make something up
1: yeah again sleeping out of wedlock oh my goodness Mm -hmm. it it was the worst thing you could do of course you don't don't look at the gods because they did it all the time but
0: (laughs) yeah now it comes down to people trying to control women especially like men trying to control women specifically, which is, yeah. This,
1: this was more, it more and more became a thing in, in the ancient Roman times where, where, again, Christianity started to come to the forefront because in those Mediterranean, in, in ancient Greece, in ancient Rome, in ancient Egypt, if you had money, it didn't matter. <laughs> it kind of didn't matter. If you were wealthy, if you were noble, you could get away with a lot. Now, again, Greek and Rome were a little bit more repressive towards women. Egypt was far more liberal, but it, it was not so much about men and women. It was more classist. It was elitist. If you were a yeah. commoner and you were doing things like that, then you could be cursed or killed or stoned or whatever. If you were a noble, if you were a, you know, of, of a wealthy family, do what you want. Nobody cared. Nobody dared say anything. That was more the case. Um, but it's it, it's interesting when. Let, let's go then from from Christian and sort of a little bit into the Judaism but into Islam. Now in in the Arabic and the Middle East, there the stories. I mean, we spoke a little bit in shapeshifters of the jinn. Um, now, for those who haven't seen or haven't haven't listened to that episode, the jinn were um, uh, the jinn and the ifrit are kind of the supreme or, or the angelic beings of pre-Islam, of, of what was pre-Islamic, because it said that Allah's first races were the jinn and the ifrit. Now, the jinn were giant type humans they could transform into to wind and dust and of the elements um they could turn into giant humans into animals um they were very mystical beings yes had a lot of magic a lot of power those sorts of things um this is where the genies came from could be trapped in bottles blah 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 and ifrit was literally an evil or a cursed djinn now, a lot of the modern day imagery that we have of what is typically a demon kind of comes from the Ifrit. The Ifrit were known to be made of, of smokeless fire. They had wings, they had horns, they had red eyes. Um, very, very powerful they could transform and shape change, but they were usually transforming into things like dogs and snakes. Yeah. Um, they, they would assume the forms of humans at times too, but there were a lot of tales that said if they assumed the form of a human, that human would have an appearance that was like they had been horribly burnt because hmm. these were creatures of fire. Yeah. Um, you know, they were, they'd hide in the shadows. Apparently there were legions of the Ifrit once plagued humanity. Um, original legends said that if the pharaoh of, of Egypt cursed you, that curse would manifest as an Ifrit and, and recount the, the pharaoh's will. There is a story about an Ifrit by the name of Iblis. Now, like Lucifer, Iblis challenged, God, um, challenged Allah. To a degree. Once Allah made humans, the Ifrit and the the jinn kind of were a little upset about it. It's like, well, look at these weak, vulnerable, you know, lesser beings. How can they, how can they compare to the glory that is us? And this was so much so that Iblis kind of challenged or, or revolted against Allah, refused to obey any longer because you saw this this flaws, all these new beings, and these new beings, again, had more freedom. And so Iblis challenged, and he was banished from Allah's presence, just like Lucifer was. The difference being in the legend, though, um, Iblis, he was not made um, like the king of hell. He was not cast down into hell or into an eternal punishment. Iblis was kind of relieved of his duties and sent on his way, banished from from the presence of Allah to return at Judgment Day.
0: Hmm.
1: That was it. But just like supposedly Lucifer in the Book of Enoch, he couldn't let it go, held a grudge against humanity and then made it his job and his duty to try and corrupt humans so Allah could see the flaws, see yeah. how flawed humans were. So we can see those ties into, in, into the same sort of story. Now, if you go to ancient Egypt, this was, this was one that I found really evil because now many of us are familiar with the name Apophis. If we ever watched the Stargate TV series, from back in the day, Apophis was kind of the the evil, the evil one they brought in. Um, his true name was Apep. Like like with Isis, her true name is Aset, but um, Apophis was the Greek name that he was was given later. He's known yeah. as the Lord of Chaos, the enemy of Ra, God of Darkness and Destruction. Basically, um, Apophis was said to be the brother of Ra. Some stories say they were born at the same time. Ra is the sun and Apophis is the darkness trying to consume the sun. So every day as Ra takes the sun across the sky, Apophis would then swallow him. And then it was up to Ra to break free so he could be reborn again the next day. Now, Apophis and a lot of these, you know, the the dark god, especially if the dark god is an evil being, the dark god is associated with an evil being. It typically comes up as a serpent or a snake or a dragon.
0: Mm-hmm. Which one of my uh, one of my examples has kind of a tie to a serpent too, that I find entertaining. But we'll get there.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I'll do this one, and then you can do you can do that one um so yeah i mean apophis was typically a giant snake Mm -hmm. although sometimes he was a dragon sometimes he was a crocodile um he was described as having a giant gaping more venom dripping from his fangs and he could swallow the
0: pyramids whole um it's like another giant snake i know
1: (laughs) Yeah, and and the the tie into the the snake around the the roots of Yggdrasil is is very very strong there too.
0: That would be a dragon. The snake was around the whole world.
1: <sighs> okay,
0: it's all good. <laughs>
1: um. All right. now, Apophis, although was a god and one of the primordial gods, was not a god that was worshipped. There were not. You will not find temples to Apophis. Um, the people of ancient believe um Egypt believed that Apophis would lead, lead an army of demons that would prey upon the living and the dead each year. Now, of course, the army of demons to the ancient Egyptians, the, the demons were that were, were they were kind of chimeras. Um hmm. they were always animal hybrids, yeah. were were the demonic creatures in ancient Egypt. Um and in order to protect themselves against um, Apep from you know, wreaking havoc and sending his army and devouring the sun, um, every year a priest of Ra would conduct the ritual banishing of Apep, which they would actually fill an effigy of a snake with um, symbolism of all the evils of the world. They would beat it and then burn it. Spanish <laughs> Apophis. Um the only other God or the only other real element in ancient Egypt would be Amet. Now Amit is not really a demon either. This is another god or godlike creature, but she is a chimera. Um she had the torso of a lion, a rear end of a hippo, and the head of a crocodile. Now it sounds weird but you've got to think that these were the three biggest predators in, in Egypt.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And hippos so this, are assholes.
1: Yeah, they, if you don't know, yeah, hippos are, kill more people than lions. Mm-hmm. They kill more people than lions, so they are vicious animals. Um, now, Amit, however, she's is, she is the devourer of the dead or the devourer of souls. In ancient Egypt, when you died, you would stand before Anubis and before Osiris, and they would weigh your heart against a feather to see whether or not your heart weighed heavy with the deeds you committed in life. Now, if your heart was balanced, then you were permitted to move on to the afterlife. If your heart weighed heavy, you could be fed to Amit. Now... Amit is also about justice. So you had a chance before Anubis and before Osiris to plead your case. Mm-hmm. To say why you deserved parlay, why you deserved peace, why 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 you weren't as bad as as they said you were. And if you convinced them, you would be allowed to move on. But if you if you, they were not convinced, again your soul would be fed to Amit. She was considered to be good and fair. And and her yeah. image was was um, uh, one of those symbols and talismans that you would wear to ward off evil. Yeah. Um, there's actually a lot of that in history where you would wear a sign or a talisman of one evil creature to scare off others. It's like oh, I'm also- wearing, wearing the symbol of something scarier than you.
0: Yeah, which is also kind of ties into
1: the first one that I have. So I will let you go that direction then.
0: Uh, so, in ancient Mesopotamian religion, uh, there was a demon known as Pazuzu. And uh, that name may sound familiar to a bunch of people, and I'll, I'll go into why in a, in a little bit. Uh, but Pazuzu was the demon of the south winds. He was no, known to bring famine during the dry season and locusts during the rainy season. Um, he was invoked in amulets because he would combat the powers of his rivals, which is, again, like you were saying with you'd wear something evil, you know, Yeah. Um, especially the malicious goddess uh, Lamashtu who is believed to cause harm to mothers and children during childbirth. Um, Although he is considered an evil spirit, he drives and frightens away other evil spirits. Uh, And so he was considered a protector and protect against plagues and misfortunes. What's interesting about him. And the reason I wanted to bring him up specifically is the pop culture references. He is actually referenced a lot Um, He was in the original Exorcist. He -hmm. was the evil spirit that possessed uh, the girl, the young girl. Yep. Yep. Uh, In the, the Exorcist 2, they mention that he was the demon and he unwillingly helps the father in that one. And in the TV show, apparently he's integrated with the adult of the little girl, uh, Regan McNeil. Um so that's that's the first reference. He was referenced in a Simpsons episode. Uh that was spoofing on The Exorcist. Uh he possessed Homer briefly and then Maggie for most of the episode, then at the very end he possessed Bart.
1: Um yes. the reason I and I think he I, had to serve Bart at the end of that too cuz Bart was more evil. <laughs> um
0: he has a lot of other pop culture. He's been referenced in a couple of video games, like the NES Mystic Quest, which is a Final Fantasy game. He's mm-hmm. the boss before the uh, Crystal of Air. Um, he's been in a, uh, a several Mitsugami Tensai games, which are all about demons. Anyway,
1: yeah,
0: um, you actually play a demon or a human who died and becomes a demon, part demon. Uh, through most of those games. Um, he is portrayed as a man with big black, four big black wings, the body of a man, the head of a lion or a dog, four black, big black wings, um, the talons of an eagle, a scorpion tail, and the reason I mentioned the snake is he has a serpentine penis. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Because that's <laughs> what you want. Uh, Of course it is. He's always shown with his right hand up and his left hand down. Um, The other thing that I wanted to to mention about it—he was actually in Final Fantasy XIV as well, uh, which is a game that is very dear, near and dear to my heart. The the other thing though is he's also very commonly brought up when people talk about summoning demons with a Ouija board. Mm. Um, I know there's a whole lot of Like I listen to a different podcast every now and then, and they mention all of the Ouija board. There's been several cases of people who like they would ask a question of the we like who are you to a Ouija board, and they would just get ZUZUZUZU over again, over and over and over again. Um, And people believe that that is Pazuzu. Um, There he goes by several other names when it comes to a Ouija board, but his answers to a lot of the other questions are very similar. Yeah. Uh, and there was one famous case a while ago where he, and I use he, cause he's almost always described as male as mm-hmm. masculine. Um, where like he was asked, what is your idea of paradise? And the response was simply hell. Like that. I find
1: like an odd, an odd response.
0: Yeah. A little. Uh, but there, yeah, this is like a common, there's a whole big story by a family, where is it? I have notes too, for once. <laughs> um, I don't have the last name, but Evans is the, the name I have. Yeah, and then like the 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 page I had brought out says, when when that was what was spelled out, he freaked out, went to grab his girlfriend and one-year-old baby to find they were nowhere to be seen, and his daughter drowning in the overflowing bathtub. Wow. uh he saves her but still yeah uh his girlfriend or his yeah his girlfriend's just gone and his baby is drowning in a bathtub yay yeah uh pazuzu is is not a great creature <laughs> like usually doing bad bad things but again people would also it would chase out other rivals so they would still do monuments to him and whatnot
1: Hmm. I mean, his imagery sounds a little bit like um, Baphomet. Buff- now, I was going to say this a little bit, but we might as well discuss it now, Sings, as you brought that up. Now, yeah. Baphomet was actually a god supposedly worshipped by the bad Knights Templar. Ah. Um, after the Knights Templar went through, and there were stories of devil worshipping of homosexuality of sodomy of doing all the things that you shouldn't have done in the 10th and 11th centuries so there were these stories going out that some of the Knights Templar had were worshipping a god called Baphomet now Baphomet is it's actually interesting because the symbolism of Baphomet is what we commonly see and associate with typically with the devil yeah. And this is because this is that goat-headed man sitting on a throne with his right hand up and his left hand right pointing hand down. down. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this iconic imagery is actually the devil card in the tarot.
0: Yeah. I've, yeah.
1: Um, and interestingly, yeah, it is often referred to as Baphomet. Now, traditionally, if you're looking at the interpretation of the devil card, it was never meant to, to connect to the devil. Um, in my tarot deck, it actually does it perfectly because he is replaced with Pan. Ah. And um, a lot of the imagery that we commonly associate with demons and devils actually comes from other daemons like the Ithrit and especially like. The satir, which Pan yep. was. Yeah. Now satires for for people who want a really quick image. I mean, Mr. Tumnus from Narnia <laughs> is a good uh, example of the nicest way that you could see Pan.
0: Yep. Uh, there's a. <laughs> the as soon as you mentioned Mr. Tumnus, my brain went to Loading, Ready, Run and Adams. <laughs> God damn it, Mr. Tumnus! Give me back my socks, you goat bastard! <laughs> <laughs> But, he says that, but he yells that every now and then. It's really <laughs> funny.
1: But, yeah, um, the, the satyrs are primordial nature spirits. Yeah. So they, they were of the wild. They are of nature. Mm-hmm. Again, neither good nor bad. But yeah. a lot of the demonic imagery comes from them. Yep. Firstly, yeah. yes, yeah. goat goat bottom. Yep. Sometimes burned, sometimes not. Tip, if, if it is a satyr, it will have a goat bottom and a human top. They will have yep. goat ears and goat horns.
0: Yes. Um, and woolly, woolly, they tend to be quite hairy. Yep. And if you believe Magic the Gathering, they love to party and get fucking hammered all the time. Yes. Yes, they do. Because yep.
1: the satyrs, um, they were considered to be of the god um, Dionysus. Dionysus. I love di- Dino. <laughs> Dionysus, sometimes called Bacchus but yeah, yep. the, the god of wine
0: Yep, I play Hades and he is a big part of Hades and he <laughs> is great Uncle Dino
1: Pan and the Satyrs their prime the prime interest in this life is whatever feels good Yep and they were known for constantly being erect
0: <laughs> Fair
1: that One of the things is that sex, all about sex. Sex, sex, yep. sex, sex. That they will have sex with anyone, women, and they don't care. Sex. If it feels good, they'll do it. So sex. Food, drink. They were primordial nature spirits, so they were about the indulgences of the flesh, which, of course, again, to prius Christians and Christian, how debaucherous. Mm-hmm. When in reality, they were just like, no, oh, if it feels good, do it. We don't care. It was this yep. primal animalistic so element about it. But the horned feet, the cloven feet, the horns, the goat ears became synonymous, a synonymous image for the one who is evil. When yeah. you actually look into paganist beliefs, witchcraft, wicked, all that, the horned God is not evil. he just is Mm -hmm. just the way of nature will often call you out and yes is of the shadows but it's because we repress those elements of ourselves those indulgent primal wanton carnal elements we repress them so it ends up being of the shadows and again of the shadows does not mean evil it means
0: hidden and repressed yeah and yeah since we mentioned i mentioned the magic i went to look up a few of them and they are all dancing and partying even like the hero one <laughs> yeah is called uh, heroes of the revel and they just look like they're having a party with spears it's great uh, <laughs> one I, there's one uh, gallia of the endless dance and her flavor text is there is no success like excess <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, this this was one, again, this was how scripture evolved to control. Because, again, yeah. this was coming out of ancient Roman, um, in, sorry, ancient Greece, when they were kind of debaucherous. Kind as, of. As, as, at the time, again, if you were rich, look up Caligula, the emperor Caligula, those uh-huh. sorts of times, it, 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 it was a time. And that kind of wanton behaviour by the pious was seen to be the root of all evil. And so they brought in this set of rules and these belief systems that say, if you behave this way, you will be eternally
0: punished. Uh, I can cover one of mine. I have a Turkish one.
1: I'll Um, go for
0: it. A female fatal spirit or demon in Turkish folklore known as Al-Ana. It's two words, A-L space Mm -hmm. Uh, A-N-A. I I, I say that because I never know if I'm pronouncing things right. I generally (laughs) tend to decide that I'm not, but... um, (laughs) Mine are all kind of short, so yeah. Okay. Uh, but they they are said to li- like they are said to live in thickets near rivers and streams and lakes. Um, they they are very interesting. They the translation of their name is actually al, al which means which is the Turkish word for red fire or evil, mm-hmm. and ana, which is their word for mother. The red mom. Uh, well, like, red it contains yep. the meaning of mother, which yeah, red mom, evil mom, fire mom. I I know I've I've heard
1: of the red mother. I've I've heard oh, really? of that 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 terminology, yes.
0: Uh, yeah, they're they're usually ugly with hairy bottoms uh, mm. or hairy bodies, not bottoms, not just their bottom, their whole body. <laughs> uh, that's an image yeah, yeah. <laughs> they usually have like long straight hair and their breasts are so huge they can use them to wash their clothes. I don't know what that means. But uh it's it's what the yeah, page the, tells the, me. the mind boggles. Uh-huh. What is breasts so big you can wash your clothes mean? I <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious. Um and then they they would wear a red hat with a fern or twig attached to it. With a fern twig attached to it. um they were they were known to kidnap human babies that were born and replace them with their own children which is where their belief in changelings and foundlings are
1: come Mm. from i was going to say that sounds a lot like the changelings of the
0: thigh yep exactly um they you could but but it says you could recognize one of these because they would have disproportionate bodies Mm -hmm. um and even as an adult, which was rare that they'd live that long, they would be disabled, gibber instead of talking, and mistrust. They have reluctances to sleep, exceptional gluttony, stuff like that. You know, and people were, the, the belief was, like, if you were a midwife, midwife, an old maid, an unmarried mother, pregnant women who die in childbirth, or abandoned out of wedlock, stuff like that, you, if you died, you would become one of these things. So again, it's, it's to... You know. Another threat against women. Yeah, it's another threat against women. Um, and they they say to protect your children against it, you're supposed to put a red bandana with a red hat on top and shield their face from the light of the moon. Okay. And the weirdest part is, you're not supposed to wash their nipples after sunset. Uh, okay,
1: that is different.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> uh under no circum, yeah I, I think that's the mother you're not supposed to she's not supposed to watch her nipples after it, that,
1: that that's how i how i interpreted uh-huh. it or but turn again, their head
0: away from the child when it's asleep
1: again these all sound to me like threats it's like yeah don't touch yourself don't yeah you,
0: know,
1: don't, you must you only exist for your child blah blah blah
0: or no, it is wash the children's no. Under no circumstance should she wash its nipples after sunset.
1: Okay.
0: I, I don't know. Yeah,
1: that,
0: that, it's that's weird. different.
1: I mean, there's a, there's a lot of these, these demonic... I mean, we covered one of them in, in The Vampire, where there are these demonic creatures. But again, because they're regional, they tend to be um, yeah. referred to as evil spirits. Yeah, but there was this one that yeah that it specifically targeted pregnant women. Mm-hmm. Um, alone, pregnant women was a big yeah. one. But it seems well, as we're and... on.
0: Sorry, I was going to say, and and the weirdness of some some of them, like sometimes it makes sense. Like there's there's some weirdness in, I believe specifically the Jewish faith, like no eating pork, um, and no eating. I forget what the other eating one is. I think it has something to do with shellfish.
1: Let's see. Now, both of those come from the fact that they will not eat creatures that are known to eat poo.
0: Yes, but the reason for this, the reason that came up, um, and any, I think I, I learned this from a like Jewish historian, is because there was a disease that pigs would get from eating their own poop that only the Jewish people would suffer from, and mm. it would kill them
1: that's different i haven't heard that, so that yeah interpretation. there's interpretation
0: there there was a couple so like there were all practical reasons for these for these rules to exist well, that's fair
1: mm-hmm. um okay well since as we're talking about um, mothers and eating their babies i'm going to i'm going to skip ahead of one thing to talk about lamia now, I've with my research, I've kind of tried to focus primarily on either ones that I found really interesting or that we do see a lot in games.
0: Yes, and I see a lot of Lemire in Final Fantasy.
1: Yeah, Lemire Lamia come up, up quite, um, yeah, the Lamia or the Lemire, they, they, they come up quite a lot in different games. I mean, um, mm-hmm. I've seen them in, in quite a few as, as an enemy. So originally Lemire was one. She was a beautiful queen of Libya. And a daughter of Poseidon. Now, as with every gorgeous beauty of the day, she caught the attention of Zeus.
0: <laughs>
1: of course. And so Zeus seduced and bedded her, much to Hera's displeasure, because we know most of the evil things in in Egypt actually happened because Zeus pissed Hera off. Mm-hmm. Now Hera was so jealous because apparently Zeus and Lemia had some children together, that Hera cursed Lemia. Now, there are some differences here. So we'll we'll go with this originally, that Hera cursed Lemia, cursed her to, to lose or to kill her own children. Now, in some legends, Hera stole her children. In some, Hera killed her children in front of her. But the most common and the most popular tale um, involves Hera cursing Lamia, turning her into a half-snake, half-woman, made it so she could never close her eyes and forced her to eat her own children. So every child she ever had, Lamia was forced to eat. Now, she started going mad. Because she couldn't close her eyes. So all she could see was like the death of her children over and over and over again. She went mad. She started stealing other women's children because she missed her babies, but the curse compelled her to eat them. So she became this monster that had been driven mad because she can't sleep. She can't rest. And she goes around killing babies. Now, apparently, Zeus felt sorry for her and gave yeah. her the ability to remove her eyes so she could at least rest. Now, in some stories, um, this was also where she was changed into the snake or to the snake-like woman. Um, Hera hadn't done that. Zeus did it for, to be part of Lemia's revenge
0: yeah.
1: one way or another. As the stories kind of evolve, Lemia actually starts becoming vampiric, and rather than just being this one daemon, she becomes a demonic Creature, this this snake like creature. Now, this interestingly though will lead us into Gorgon, because Gorgon and Lamia have actually been fused together. Most of us are familiar with the Gorgon Medusa. Now, um, the original Gorgon, the prime Gorgon, um, is apparently was the daughter of um, Helios. And the, the snake it was like little tight curls and of, of snakes, the, the visage was really ugly. The the child that was known as Gorgon or the Gorgon or the Prime Gorgon. Um, it, again, sexuality is ambiguous. Sometimes yeah. it's male, sometimes it's female, sometimes Medusa and her sisters were born just directly of this gorgon. Um in other legends though, Medusa and her two sisters were the, the children of Forces and Seto. And, again, sometimes it was with Forces and Gorgo, the, the prime Gorgon. Now, yeah. the Gorgon, there were three. Originally there were the three. The original tale, there were the three Gorgons. There was Steno, Urali and Medusa. Now, Steno was um, of the red hair, so her snakes on her head were red. Um, Eureli was really only really mentioned in the tale when Medusa is killed um, and she's known for having a a piercing voice that could bring men to its knees when she wailed. Medusa, however, she was, I mean, she wasn't the oldest, that was Steno, but her name meant protector and ruler. So she was like the queen, queen of the Gorgons. Now, we have these familiar ideals of what she is supposed to look like, but originally the Gorgon was not snake-bodied. She was more demon-esque. She was more like some of the ones that we've already described, wings, horns, tusks, generally Mm. hideous, except for Medusa. Now... The tales, of, we know Perseus had to fight Medusa, um, cut off her head, blah, blah, blah. There are, there are different stories. She, typically, though, the Gorgons, again, were never really evil. They were protectors. And in their original forms were often depicted um, around the doors of seers and um, medicine men, medicine women, the, the prophets. They were seen as the protectors of them, but they had this horribly demonic visage. Now, in 490 BC, Pinodorus referred to her as Medusa the Fair-Cheeked. Now, this was the first time it had been referenced that Medusa was actually beautiful, whereas originally the Gorgons were not. Then later in the 8th century... um, um, I think, I think, eighth um, century AD. A writer by the name of Ovid writes this tale that Medusa was actually born human, and she hmm. was a priestess to a temple of Athena. Yeah. Now, Poseidon sees Medusa and attempts to seduce her. Um, the tale says that Medusa ran into the temple of the Athena, where Poseidon found her, trapped her, and very nicely forced himself upon her. Mm. Now it then the story then says that Athena was so enraged that she cursed Medusa for defiling her temple. Now, this in itself is a really, really interesting thing because out of all the Greek gods, Athena was known to be the most stable mentally, emotionally, cycle, everything. She was was one of the most stable of all the Greek gods. So the very thought of Athena going into a rage and cursing the victim does not sit well with a lot of people. How this came about needs to be taken into the consideration that Ovid was Roman and had a little bit of a, you know, he had some issues around some of the Greek gods. Obviously, Athena, because Greece and Rome were constantly at war with each other, and Athena was the patron goddess of Athens. Mm -hmm. That's her city. It was named after her. So, of course, he's going to try and demonise her. In modern day feminine spirituality, though, we see what Athena did to Medusa, not as a punishment, but as the only way she could protect herself from the wrath of the gods. Something to do with, you know, having sex in the temple or or being, being victimized and then demonized for being the bad guy, even though she was the victim. They say that the only way Athena could protect Medusa, because she couldn't watch her all the time, the only way she could protect her was to turn her into a Gorgon like her sisters. And she was, yeah, sent off to, into exile to live with her sisters and protect the things that needed to be protected. And then when Perseus went into the labyrinth, cut off, over, overcome Medusa and cut off her head, here's something, two children were born from the severed neck of Medusa.
0: Huh. yeah
1: One is called um, Chryseol, he of the golden sword. But the other creature to be born of Medusa's neck was Pegasus.
0: Ah, uh, Pegasus.
1: These two divine beings were the children of Medusa and Poseidon. And of course, the curse prevented her from giving birth to these children. So when Perseus cut off her head, these two children were born either from the drops of blood that hit the ground or hit the sea, or straight from her neck itself. So one of the creatures that everybody loves was born from the death of Medusa. I I thought that was Oh, what's not to love? Um We all know, of course, the Gorgons had the petrifying gaze. They had this terrible visage. Um, yeah. Often known for having an extreme hatred of men. And after what happened to to Medusa is not surprising. Yeah. But these... Um, sorry?
0: I do find it entertaining that uh, both Medusa and Pegasus are proper names, but uh, have been westernized to mean woman with snakes for hair and horse with wings. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Again, we, we, we want more than one Pegasus. But yes, yeah. he, he was just
0: this one Wigged horse. Just like, just like I want more than one uh, Slifnir, but there is only one eight-legged <laughs> horse. His name is Slifnir, and he is the strongest uh-huh. horse ever because he has two horsepower instead of one. <laughs> and I will always make that joke.
1: Um, interestingly, though, before her death, she was seen as a monster, um, something to fear. But after yeah. her death, the head of Medusa became a talisman of protection. Yeah. Um, Athena actually put Medusa's head on her shield, on the Aegis, and mm. it ended up being a talisman of protect. It's another one of those. You wore the, the head of a Gorgon to scare off thing, other evil things. Yeah. And became yes. this great talisman of protection. It was called the Gorgonian, yeah. and it was Zeus wore one. He wore a talisman with the Gorgonian
0: on it. Yep, yeah, I've, I've seen several, several of those. And in God of War, you carry her head around in a bag, and you pull it out and point it at enemies to turn them to stone, just like
1: Perseus did,
0: because uh-huh. he did that
1: for Andromeda. Um, yeah, he used he used her head a couple of times. I yeah, the, the the most prominent was to save Andromeda
0: the god of war games went your mythology is great let's take the best things we like about it make this jerk do them and then they did that to norse too in the norse one although i'd love that game that's not me shitting on the game, I love that game. <laughs> so the next one i kind of want to talk about is uh it's it's in dnd a lot um and so i was like oh i saw it mentioned in one of the other ones i was looking up and i was like ah, oh, i'll look that up uh it's the rakshasa or rakshazi uh which is the male or female. Um, mm-hmm. And it is Hindu, um, Hinduism. Yep. Um, they are shown a lot of the time with a bestial head. Um, in D. they're always lion headed, I think, or tiger headed, tiger headed. They're like humans with a tiger head. Um, they're illusionists, shape shifters. Um, oddly, we should have brought this up a couple weeks ago because they, uh, in some tellings, they are va- like vampires. Yep um like they're shown drinking blood with their palms which is weird um or from a human skull uh how you drink from your palm scares me Oh, well, um, they'd be
1: like scooping it up and drinking from your hands
0: oh okay i thought it was literally like they had a mouth palm
1: no i'd interpret that as they scoop it up because there are indian depictions of of that in some hindu okay. art, ancient okay. hindu
0: okay. artwork i've seen images of that that makes more sense because I was like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> they are very famously cannibals and man eaters. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They're almost always jerks in D anD. Um, you know, they they uh, they consume raw flesh. Um, they believe to be created when the breath of Brahma. I think mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing that right. Yep. Uh, when he was asleep. Uh, they were created and they were so hungry with bloodlust, they began to eat him. And he woke up and screamed uh, Rakshama, which in Sanskrit is protect me. Um, Vishnu came to his aid, banishing to earth all of the Rakshasa and gave them their name based upon the cry he gave. Of course, this is a Wikipedia article, so take it for about (laughs) as much as it can be. Uh, so if I'm wrong on anything, blame Wikipedia. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Hindu Hindu
1: mythology is is a potent one, and we do need to be careful because, unlike a lot of the other ones, it is still a very very active, very very big religion. Yeah. So trying to um, touch on these as respectfully as we can.
0: I, I am trying to. Yeah. I do okay. know, like I have a great a great respect for. There's a very famous Magic the Gathering player. Um, mm. And he he is also a uh, Hindu holy man. I forget their actual title, and I didn't want to say the wrong one, so I'm just going to say holy man. Mm-hmm. Um, and he likes to tell Hindu stories all of the time, and yeah. they're f- fantastic to listen to. That man fascinates me.
1: Um, Hindu mythology the storytelling in it is phenomenal there's just some yeah. amazing stories in there again we can see similarities as we can tie them into to other mythologies and other belief systems um, can see a lot of similarities like, like you can see when you compare you know you can see where this story ties into this story and, and for me my, my favorite one, especially is is the story of Kali which very similar mi- mi- um, mirrors Sekhmet from Egypt. It's this born of the eye of, of a, a greater God and is the God's vengeance being cast down to earth. But seeing as you yeah. have opened the Hindu door, there, there's I, I, two two there I wanted
0: to touch on. Yeah, there's one more thing I wanted to point out because I found it sure. interesting though real quick. Um, mm. Ravana was the king of, of Laka and he was considered the commander of rakshasa um there's two more things i want to talk about because i also have one for a famous one um and the the only thing i wanted to point out is because uh earlier while you're talking about something i was like what the i, I saw the picture of him uh Ravana has 10 heads and many many arms and there's a <laughs> statue of him on the wikipedia article and it is trippy it is a bit trippy um and so i wanted to say that i mean he looks Awesome.
1: <laughs> so uh, there's two, two that I popped up in in Hindu. Um, actually there was three but there's one I, I couldn't get enough information on so other than mentioning it uh, I will drop it and that the, there is a demon in Hindu mythology called Kali. Now this yep. is not to be mistaken with Kali ma now Kali or Kali ma as their goddess, is a very, very, very separate entity to what is known as the Kali demon. The Kali demon is, is more of a chimera. But I, I did some digging and I could not find enough information about it, so I will just leave it as that. Kali as a goddess is not a demon. She is an ego destroyer. She's not even really god of death. death. She's, she's more a liberator liberates from from oppression she's an awesome awesome energy to work with so the Kali demon do not mistake that or to confuse that with Mm -hmm. Kali. um the the pishacha was something that else that popped up again forgive me if i am butchering that name but but the pishacha were were more ghoulish than anything they were evil evil beings they were ghost-like flesh-eating demons um, they had dark complexions and protruding veins and they inhabited graveyards. Very, very much ghoul-esque, these creatures. They, yeah. could, be- they could become invisible and feed on flesh, living or dead. <clears throat> preferred, the- preferred dead, but could, eat, could, could feed on living flesh too. And um, <clears throat> were often blamed for spreading disease and, and insanity. Through humans, through the living. Huh. Um, however, again, in games, what we do tend to see are the Dan- uh, are the naga. Naga. Now, the naga again, another snake-like being. So we're yeah. talking with the naga. Now, the naga can either be be either, either snake bottom, human top, snake top, human bottom or a hybrid, a complete hybrid of the two, so a reptilian-human-type hybrid. Nagas, again, I want to stress these are daemons, not demons. These are neither good nor bad. They are supernatural beings. They were known and, and often worshipped for protecting waterways, keeping the waterways clean, keeping the waterways safe. Um, again known to be very intelligent very wise really bad temper hmm. so like a lot of the the primordial type nature protectors and spirits yeah bad tempered yeah. Don't, don't 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 poke a wild animal it'll get pissed off Um even in their when they shape shifted into a full human form, there was often something still serpentine about a naga. Um, yeah. and now, and also, too, I want to stress that a naga is male, if it is female, it is a Nagini. Hmm,
0: yeah, they're also a D&D monster and they're always portrayed as snakes with a human head,
1: yeah. And also in yes. d and they, they're either good or bad. They can be either.
0: Yep. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. There, they're
1: there was... sometimes they're vengeful.
0: Yeah, there's something I talked about in the Rakshasa. There actually were good Rakshasa, like, later in the stories and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes some of the most the most powerful Nagin, um, Naga and Nagini were often said to have, like, a human, again, the human top half of the body, but then snakes mm. coming out of either their back or their t- their shoulders. Yeah. There was like extra snake heads coming coming out from them. Um, but they are also known. I mean, their immortality. They stole that. They stole a few drops of the elixir of life, which gave them immortality. But are typically known as as guardian spirits. There is a great tale of of how the naga and um, uh, garuda are natural enemies.
0: Uh, of course garuda is Gar- another name i know
1: yeah garuda is a a, um, a half man half bird god type creature but of course the the birds and the snakes were at war yeah. with each other so yeah the constant battles between yeah well actually um look the the garuda and the nagas became got into a fight over their mothers i couldn't figure i couldn't find out what they were fighting over but apparently they were fighting over their mother's yeah, and Garuda in in this battle ends up being um, becoming beholden to Vishnu, and ends mm-hmm. up having to serve Vishnu until Vishnu releases him. Now, when he finally releases the um, Garuda, Garuda's pissed, and he's still pissed yeah. at the Nagas, so he wants to to take on another battle with the Nagas. However, Nagas are also quite prominent in Buddhism. Because there is a tale of um, a Nagaraja who was considered to be. That's um, right. There was a, one of the Nagaraja found the Buddha meditating under a Bodhi tree just as a big storm had broke. And this Naga came up behind the Buddha and spread his hood over Buddha to protect him from the elements. Yeah um there's also another story about um another nagaraja so we're talking about the king of all naga carried vishnu and his con- consort lakshmi on his back now this naga was called shesha um, shesha actually no sorry shesha's not not wasn't that one shesha is the naga who on brahma's request will hold the earth in its coils yeah. This is to stabilise Earth, to keep it safe. Now, when, when he uncoils, time moves forward. But if he ever moves backwards, the world will be undone. It will no longer exist. Hmm. Um, I mean, we, we spoke a little bit last time about the ghouls, which, again, are yeah. another Middle Eastern-type,
0: demonic-esque creature yeah, um, which I, I saw them in my bit of research today, too. They're like, ghouls are famous demons, too. And I went, uh, I mean, kind of.
1: Well, they, they were more demonic than they were undead until D&D yep. decided to make them yep. undead. Up yep. until then, they were yeah they, they were monstrous creatures, but not really demonic either.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the, when you mentioned Garuda, Garuda is featured very heavily in Final Fantasy. Um, hmm. almost from three, I think it was either two or three is the first game a uh, hmm. Very famous boss in three where you in the original three, Japanese three where you had to be dragoons to jump the wind attacks they would do constantly. Stuff like that.
1: Cool. Um Okay, as as my normal, I'm gonna throw an Australian one in there just because <laughs> because I,
0: I can. I like to throw an Australian <laughs> one in, because Australia <laughs> doesn't get much representation in a lot of things, and they're always yeah. weird and interesting.
1: And that—that that is, I mean, there are so many weird, evil creatures and evil spirits I could tap into. Um, I mean, typically, if we're going for demonesque imagery, the Yaramayahu we discussed in Vampires is probably closest to
0: demonic yeah. imagery. Yeah, very much so.
1: I'm going to talk just a little bit about Australia's most famous demon, and it is modern day. It has been called demon, Mm. which is the Bunyip. Bunyip. Now, what a Bunyip actually is and looks like it depends on which Indigenous tribes' law that you're reading. Typically, though. Yeah, a bunyip is is another chimera. You know, yeah. it's often said to be quite reptilian. Oh, there was anyway. were image some images made it look more seal like. Yeah. Some make it more cat like. Some make
0: it look uh, more like the
1: thylacine.
0: Yeah, D and D have bunyip. That's where I know it from. Um, <laughs> and they are just basically big angry seals. <sighs>
1: <laughs> it, okay let's take it into so the the white settlers arrive in australia a few hundred couple hundred years ago now australia we have weird wildlife all right so you've got things like kangaroos and and you know wombats and platypus and echidnas and these things kind of don't exist in this form anywhere else so they arrived to this demon ridded country i mean we were Van Diemen's land that was one of our original yep. names for our country was Van Diemen's land.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: The thing with the Bunyip and the thing to understand <laughs> about um, Australia and Australia's Indigenous people, we were a lot like North America and um, the Native Americans where it's not just one. There were 250 or over 250 different tribes with different dialects, with different languages, with different legends and... Yes, there are similarities, but there are differences depending upon which area they inhabited. Yeah. So it was a real hodgepodge. And when you look at symbolism of, of the, the bunion, it ends up being this chimera-type creature that is often can be reptilian. It can be cat-like. It can be dog-like. It, it has bits of this animal. It has bits of that animal. So it, it varies a lot. Origins of it come from the southeast coast of of, of Australia, so we're looking in um, New South Wales and Victoria.
0: <clears throat> yep.
1: The most primarily, um, the Bunyips were waterway demons or waterway monsters. So they lived in swamps, in billabongs, in rivers, yep. and their tails were often ended up being precautionary for for people you know, around water, especially children. There were legends and tales of bunyips, you know, stealing people during the night who went to get water, things along those lines. However, of course, when the settlers first arrived to Australia, we've got, you know, our Indigenous people who are so diverse, they start hearing these tales of bunyip and they're told with such fervor that the first settlers actually believed it was still a real-life creature they had not yet found. Now, you're coming to a country that has things like platypus, it has the wombat, it has the kangaroo, this giant jumping bouncy thing all over the place, you know, giant birds and other weird and wondrous wildlife. So they're starting to think that this thing is actually real. Also, to finding um, the skeletons of megafauna that is now had become extinct. Think of a six foot wombat. You know the skeleton of a six foot wombat. There were yeah. some huge creatures that we had, and they were the freaky looking things too. So they finding these bones, hearing these tales of the indigenous people who were telling these stories that abs with absolute fervor and belief that they actually believed that they were a real creature for quite some time. They couldn't find it; it just wasn't there. There was also a story of. Um, that you, you don't kill a bunyip. That was a big, big one. You do not kill a bunyip. If you kill a bunyip, you will die. You yeah. will die of some horrible disease or some horrible sickness. And there was the story of apparently um, a ship liner captain who was taking his ship down the river, had to stop it because there was a bunyip in the way. So he pulled out his gun. Uh, everyone kept telling him, don't kill it, don't kill it, don't kill it, you'll die. And he shoots it anyway, and shortly after he gets this horrible disease and pussy blisters all over his body, and he dies. Yay. Um, I mean, there's so many others that we could go into, but the bunyip really is one that most Australians are familiar with, with the name yeah. of bunyip, but probably not familiar with all the little bits that go with it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't really know what a bunyip looks like because it depends on which, which tribe, which people you talk
0: to yep um i'm gonna take a moment to apologize if you hear the four-year-old in the background she just got home she has a giant unicorn and she is very excited <laughs> what four-year-old wouldn't be excited if she had a giant unicorn it is bigger than she is i went out there and she's like yeah i know my unicorn i go and i'm like cool i'm trying to record be quiet she's like but i had a cool unicorn i go and i'm like okay great and she's four <laughs> so you know i can't really make her be quiet <laughs> uh the the last one i are you are you finished with yeah. bunyipin i'm 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 all bunyipped out. Bun uh the last one I wanted to mention because it's it's very commonly considered a demon even though technically it's not it's just what is called a yokai or hungry spirit mm-hmm. uh would be the oni which is the Japanese and I believe Chinese has some too uh because that kind of all blends together a little bit um because they're one of the more famous ones that you see a lot. They're usually depicted with several different colors of skin, everything from blue, black, yellow. Uh, I think I've seen a green, but I could be wrong. Um, usually wearing a tiger skin, loincloth and carrying a cannibal, which is a giant iron club.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they usually have sharp claws, wild hair, fang like tusks. They're also the, the idea of ogres, orcs, you know, they're, they're, they're these things, trolls in Japanese folklore. Um, yeah, I just wanted to point them out because, you know, they are shown a lot. Their name literally means to hide. Yep. So they, they like to hide behind things. They wish not to, to appear, which is funny because they're usually huge. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> I'm hiding. Sure you are, buddy. Um, yeah. And they're not all evil either. Cause in Chinese, it was just a dead ancestral spirit, yep. not necessarily an evil specter. So that's kind of pointing back to the, they're not always evil. Like just because they're demons, they're not always considered evil. Yeah. Um And some interesting things uh I was reading about this is um one, they're man devouring again. Cause mm-hmm. you know, who, who isn't? Um, and they are lumped in with the Rakshasa as well. Like the, So uh, oh. the article I have up mentions the Rakshasa. Um, they also torment sinners as wardens to hell, or the Japanese version of hell, which is a word I cannot pronounce. I think it's Jigoku. It J, the English written out is J-I-G-O-K-U. So Jigoku. Yeah, Jigoku. Um. Yeah. So Passed Down by King yep. Yama, which is a name I've heard a lot because he shows up in anime a lot. Mm-hmm. King I've Yama. Heard
1: I've heard the name a bit too. Um.
0: Yeah. So I wanted to, to bring that one up and point it out too, uh, just briefly, because yeah, they usually yeah. have like several multiple eyes. Sometimes they have three eyes. Sometimes they don't. They're shown a lot.
1: And this this is a big thing for a lot of of the so-called so-called demons across cultures is they usually are just spirits. Yeah. There's some kind of spirit, either of the ancestors, some kind of vengeful spirit, blah, blah, blah. Typical. Um, I mean, when we start looking into, or start, you know, feeling into things like around demonic um, exorcisms, that is something that really is only done by the church. Yeah. Now, spirits exorcisms, exercising the spirits, this is something that has been done across the world by shamans yes.
0: everywhere. Well, not just shamans. The J- Japanese have an entire festival called the Sensu Bean Festival. And anyone who has watched Dragon Ball Z knows a Sensu yep. Bean, yep. um, where they, they cook, they roast soybeans in their houses, shouting, Oniwasato. I'm going to butcher this, by the way, and I apologize. Oni was, uh, Soto Fuku wa Uchi, which means, uh, where is it? I just had the translation a second ago. Uh, only go out blessing, come in blessings, come in.
1: Mm. Most Asian cultures will have some kind of ceremony like that. I mean, whether it's around new year, whether Mm. it's on a particular holy day where you banish the evil spirits of the last year, And you welcome in the good spirits of the new year. Asian cultures are very, very connected to their ancestors, to ancestral spirits, to honouring of the ancestors, Um, which was why when I did a little bit of research, I I couldn't find anything that I would classify as truly demonic. It it all came up to me as, as spirit yeah. And when you're looking into to shamanism, whether this be South American, whether it be Indigenous Australian, whether it be Northern European or African or whatever, ex- they do not exercise demons because in their belief systems, demons aren't, don't exist. Yeah. They are evil spirits. Now, nice. sometimes these evil spirits... Sorry?
0: I just said hungry ghosts again.
1: Sometimes these evil spirits are of humans who have been trapped in, in purgatory or haven't been able to cross over. And the whole thought behind that is like, okay, this soul was, was trapped in this plane because it couldn't cross over because it had done something bad or blah, 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 trapped into this plane for X number of hundreds or thousands of years, it turns evil and then can interfere and possess. There is also nature spirits and nature beings that can also possess, but often what they are doing for for so-called possession is more to do with soul healing, soul reclamation, rebuilding of soul. It's like they've been fragmented and and torn apart. So it's about rebuilding. But, of course, it will only work if the practitioner and, of course, the patient's belief is strong enough.
0: I yeah. I was gonna say my own personal path involves battling demons a lot of the time. Dark but, spiritual things.
1: Those dark spiritual energies, yes. But again whether and this is where you and I differ that, that little bit as to whether we see it as truly demonic or whether we see as, as evil spirit.
0: I have a tendency to use the word demon Mm. Um, and it's partially, I will fully admit it's partially because I'm overdramatic as shit. (laughs) Um, I can be very.
1: It it also, it it sounds better too, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. It's also easier to say and faster than me going, yeah, I battle evil spirits and blah blah." demon is just quicker to say.
1: It is, (laughs) but I'm, I'm also of that school that I truly believe that demons have been used as a scapegoat.
0: Yeah, for that's fair. for the
1: worst elements of human of human nature for forever. I mean, when we start looking into the pop culture, I love the TV series Lucifer. Yeah, I will admit I haven't watched all of the seasons because time is a thing for me, and I also found it it kind of went away a little bit from the story of Lucifer and more into the mystery solving thing, which I, I can't be bothered with. Yeah, But the way they portrayed Lucifer to, is, yeah, he just kept saying, look, I was sick to death of being God's scapegoat. Yeah. And and yeah. people saying, you know, the devil made me do it. Demons made me do it. No, you did it.
0: Mm-hmm. Own
1: your shit. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is my big thing. The moment you say some evil creature made me do it, you are powerless. Yeah completely and, and 100% powerless.
0: And then there's an argument I have that as soon as you do that, you become powerless, you give up your power, and you end up repeating the cycle over and over again because you have given it power over you.
1: Exactly. It, it becomes self-perpetuating because you are fading this. Now, whether or not that shadow energy that is attacking you is you destroying yourself, oppressing yourself, Mm-hmm. Because of the negative mindset that you have either been programmed with, that, that life has given you, or has just come from despair and pain and hurt and again karma, your yeah. family shit, what you were programmed with, what they were programmed with. yeah We we need to stop blaming other things for it. I truly believe that the worst evils in this world are all people.
0: Yeah. And, and these energies
1: true. it comes from the worst of humanity
0: yeah the
1: worst elements of humanity again you take an evil person and you know again say that their soul could not move on and they've been trapped in this in this dimension plane existence whatever getting more and more bitter more and more angry more and more vengeful that, to me, nope. is what I see as, as the, the evil hauntings and the evil energies that have been well-documented. Yeah. And it is it is a truth that if you suffer from mental health problems that you are more vulnerable, and that yeah. is simply because you don't have the resistances and the resiliences too. But it is so important that we do not go looking for something to blame, to say, mm. this demon possessing me or this evil made me do it or this corrupted me the truth is usually and i'm not going to say all the time because there are weird things in this world but for most of us we got to own our shit because when we own it and we take responsibility for it we can fix it
0: yeah we
1: can heal it we can make our lives better but it means that we need to take responsibility for ourselves, for our lives, and how our lives go. And that includes yep. for what we think, how we think, where our minds and our mindset get stuck. Yeah. It is, it, it's, it's important. It's so important. Because this is what has been for years and years, for centuries and centuries, for millennia. We've been using demons, the devil, dark shadowy things as scapegoats so no. we don't have to own our shit and it's got to stop
0: mm-hmm. yeah i i have very interesting dreams That's all I'm gonna say. although to be fair i generally don't dream it's just when i do i usually pay attention because it's normally either prophecy or demon fighting or evil spirit <laughs> fighting and uh, I usually wake up from the ladder, feeling like I've been breathing in sulfur and feeling like I got my teeth kicked in. So, you know,
1: mm-hmm. well, we can also talk about dimensional shifts and whether that was this realm or another realm or another exists. There, there's so many. I mean, in an infinite universe, anything mm-hmm. is possible. You talk yeah. to a theoretical physicist and a theoretical scientist, they will tell you that in an infinite universe, which is what they're kind of thinking is out there now, in an infinite universe, that means everything in some place is possible, including yep. the stuff that you can't even think of. So we, yeah. we don't know. We don't know what is out there. But here and now and in this physical realm, we need to own our shit.
0: Yeah. And yeah, my uh, my personal dreams and other stuff will be a topic for another episode because we are <laughs> almost out of time again.
1: Yes, yes, we are, but we haven't even touched pop culture.
0: Yeah, so let's quickly
1: let's quickly run through some some of our favorites, shall we?
0: As fast as we can because we have less than ten minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we'll do what we normally do and start with movies. Now, of course, there's a there's a superhero demon who doesn't yep. love Hellboy.
0: Yeah, Hellboy is great.
1: I've uh, heard the, the original Hel- Hellboy movie, though, not the, the remake of it. I don't I've like seen that as much. Um, of course, uh, other superhero is Ghost Rider.
0: Yeah. Yep. He is possessed by the spirit of vengeance. So, mm-hmm.
1: And fighting demons. I mean, in again, in the movie, he was against, um, oh, what do you call him? What do they actually call him in the, the Ghost Rider movie? I forget. I don't.
0: I know his actual like the demon he was was the son of Lucifer and his name is the name that they always give the son of Lucifer, which my brain is having a hard time remembering as well.
1: But I do know. know It It was Darkheart was was the kind of bad guy that was the devil's son.
0: Yeah, Um, he has an actual name. I'm just trying to remember what it is. Yeah. Uh, but I know in the end, when he takes all the souls in, he is known as a very famous demonic entity known as Legion.
1: As Legion, yes. That, that's where I know the name Legion from. Although I, I do remember in another demon movie that I watched too, where they were being attacked by Legion.
0: I forget if there is a Christian moment where they mention Legion anywhere in the Bible, but I know that one of the first places it was heard is there is an, a real life possession um, a while back where she believed, like, when she was asked who is possessing you, her response is, we are Legion because we are many, yes. which is where that line actually comes from. It, it was an actual exorcism.
1: I think I've heard of that one. Um, yeah, I didn't look deep into Legion because you said you were going to do Legion. so I left
0: that Yeah, I you. was going to do Legion and then <laughs> I ended up forgetting which ones I said I was going to do and then... <laughs> Uh,
1: um, also again, superhero movie To a degree, Shazam
0: Yeah
1: There were yep. demons in that one too They were fighting the, the the seven deadly sins Yep Which had manifested in demonic form um, One of my earliest Demon movies though Was one called Legend hmm. This is ancient Because it had Tom Cruise When he was like in his early 20s Maybe late teens, hmm. early 20s I do not remember much about it, other than there was a great big red devil-like demon in it. I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen it for years and years and years and years. Yeah, uh, most of your horror movies, though. I mean, things like yeah. it, um, Jeeps well, Creepers, stuff like that. They, they were all classified as demons.
0: It is kind of a demon. He's actually technically the uh, opposite to that world's god which yeah. is a giant turtle. Um and he himself is a giant spider like thing.
1: Mhm.
0: Um they get a it, I don't know if it was ever shown in the movies but in the book um he he gets a glimpse of it. Um and you know they mentioned the deadlights. And stuff like that. Uh, the The best description I could come up with for after the book was a spider, a giant spider-like creature, although they never actually go into what it looks like that well. Mm. Mm. Um, and there's, it's also an alien that landed a long time ago on the planet and all this other weirdness. And yeah, there's a whole big thing where the turtle coughed up the universe and then choked to death on its own vomit. So God is dead in that universe. Wonderful. Yeah. And <laughs> the, Stephen King is a very interesting human being. Um, yes. Yeah. The other reason, the other reason looking up Legion is hard is because Legion is just a lot of demons. Yeah. That is, that is the whole thing. It's a whole bunch of demons. So it's, it's the horde, ultimate, the ultimate yeah, horde. Pretty much.
1: Uh, um, again, movies, uh, Hellraiser was a big one. Yeah. Back, back in the day. Back in the day, I mean, there was all sorts of horrific demons who got pleasure from pain.
0: Yeah, D&D uh, has hundreds of demons.
1: Yeah. And most, I mean, most games, again, when you're fighting sort of evil creatures, mm-hmm. they'll be demons or something demonic or, or demon esque.
0: Yep. Uh, I mentioned Shimigami Tensei, or the, I forget the actual name, it's like the English name, which is like the devil. The devil something saga i think it's i can't remember exactly what it is but it's uh you are half demon who dies goes to hell like scape and your party member is demons that you kill and capture onto your side Then you can fuse them together and stuff like that
1: cool um tv wise i mean we, we mentioned lucifer yeah i do i do enjoy that because yeah he's he's just out for a good time uh, that's all yep. he cares about, and and that's if if we're going to that kind of an energy, that's sort of what we see. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't care. And his ability in that is he can just get people to tell him their deepest, darkest desires. Yeah. Tell tell them their deepest, darkest truths, which is it's just an interesting little quirk that he can bring out in people. So he yep. can not not even so much tempt them to do evil, but more tempt them to be. Honest and yeah. free. Um, a, another new TV series, if people haven't seen it, is one called Good Omens, which I think is based on a Terry Pratchett.
0: I've I've seen it. I've seen the the. I haven't seen the show, but I've seen like advertisements for it.
1: Yeah, Good Omens. It's basically yeah, an angel and a demon are kind of friends, and um, it, they had some responsibility around the Antichrist. But they ended up giving the Antichrist to a different family, and so the Antichrist actually grew up to be a nice kid.
0: Huh. Yeah. There's a. I know we're kind of rapid-firing these, but I'm staring at the clock going, we probably should rapid-fire these.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I mean, Charmed back in the day had a lot, of course. Angel had, had, had yep. Angel had good demons in it, but they tended to be the half-demons. Anything that was a half-demon yep. had the ability to be either good or bad.
0: Yeah, tieflings. Whereas if it was a
1: if it was a full demon, you fucked.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Tieflings, one of my favorite D anD D races, are demon blooded. hmm Yeah. Or devil blooded, depending.
1: And again, it's not um. like because they're part. They tend they tend to lean towards the the evil or or neutral. Yeah. But good ones can exist. Yes. And and that um. that tends to be the way with with them.
0: Yep. And I was about to be like, oh, and I have no other examples. And then I remembered one of my favorite animes is an anime called Chrono Crusade, mm-hmm. which is about a priest girl who is uh, bound to a devil or a demon um, named Chrono. And he is actually a, like, he, the big question he asked several times in that series is, do you think with enough good deeds, a demon could make it into heaven? And uh, yeah. It's That's a very good idea. series. Uh, he's good. fighting literally the Antichrist by the end of it <laughs> is who he's fighting.
1: Um, um, yeah, Monkey in which is Japanese, Japanese anime. There was a lot of demons, sort of the Asian hmm. demons or, or evil spirit type esque yeah. in that. Well, there's so, a lot of them. In, in and of anime. course, um, I, I will have to mention this for some of my my, my girlfriends out there because if I don't say supernatural. They will
0: go stare at me. I liked Supernatural right up until the angels fell. And then I was like, all right, I'm a little done with this.
1: (laughs) I haven't watched the series. I think I've watched like two episodes. It's one of those ones I've always meant to, but just haven't been able to get there.
0: Uh, So yeah, that'll be the end. Have a
1: lovely day. So much love and gratitude to you for listening to Gaming with Soul. We are honored you joined us for this exploration. If you would like to connect to us, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Gaming With Soul Podcast, or on Twitter, Gaming With Soul 7, or send us an email, gamingwithsoulpodcast at gmail.com. If you feel called to journey deeper with us, we warmly invite you to join our community group on Facebook, Gaming With Soul Community, or our Discord channel, Gaming With Soul. Introduction Music Was Dark by Blank. This name left intentionally blank imaginative facilities. Until next time, so much love to you.